We live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took in all those police academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Except that that guy who made sound effects. Hog, hog. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Stay out of my booze. Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna Go. just riff, riff it. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic front, a podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgic Front. I'm Patrick Hasty. I'm Brandon. That's uh, well, I was doing Michael Winslow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope you hope you, his wife doesn't find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's a little peek behind the curtain. What today's episode is? Uh, did, how did you are like you? My sound effects. It was pretty good. I'm, what are? I'm. This is one of the. Okay, so. Listeners, you guys know. I mean, everybody knows because they've seen you it. You hate it every time one of my things get voted in. I don't. This short circuit, too, all over again. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't hate it, but so... the li- Did you vote? Uh, I did not vote. I didn't, I, it didn't seem right. Uh, mm-hmm. But so we put it out there to the NFers this week. We said, what do you want our show to be about? The fun size. Yeah, so, yeah. Because we're tired of working. We're leaving it up to you. And it's fun. Yeah, it makes it easier. So is politi- the Police Academy franchise, which you suggested. Mm-hmm. Sleepovers, which you suggested. Sounded fun. Tailspin, which I thought of. And the Harry Potter franchise, which I thought of. Uh, you thought of the Harry Potter franchise? You should be uh, a little yeah, bit richer. I'm, I'm in litigation with J.K. Rowling right uh-huh. now. J.K., I'm just I'm just rolling. Uh, but I... Uh, so the winner was Police Academy franchise, so that's what we're doing, and uh, I'm excited no, about it. No, the winner was all the NFers. <laughs> yeah, the winner is the NFers out there, uh, and the, the uh, movie going public. Uh, but So that's what we're doing today, and so you started off by doing your little impression of really Michael Winslow. No, can, I was just doing an impression of noises. Can you do noises like that? Oh, no. Because, of course, this movie but, launched it. But you could not convince my seven-year-old self yeah. otherwise. Well, you can't do anything? I know. I heard what you just did. Oh, I used to do a cricket. Way Give me back what you can day. do. Give me what okay. you can do. Oh, well, cricket. My, my teeth have kind of grown together, so I can't whistle at the same pitch anymore. But I think you'll be able to get the gist. The gist? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Imagine that at a higher pitch. Yeah, though. that's good. Can you can't do like a helicopter? That's good. Here's my here's my helicopter. That's more like of his machine gun, but he also oh, no, knows no 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 how- no time out. Here's my <laughs> here's my machine gun. Sounds here's like my a- helicopter. Here's my sprinkler. That's good. You got a lot of the front of the mouth stuff. Here's my horses. I've always wanted to do the thing. Uh, remember Doomsday from Animal House? No, I've never seen Animal House. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Man, what'd you do when you were 12? What was your go-to? Uh, I think we all know what I was doing when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Animal House is kind of like a spiritual successor that laid the groundwork. For the Police Academy movies? For the Police Academy movies. That's when I was, I'll tell you that, when I was a kid, I, that's one of the things I was known for. 
is I thought it was called Police Academy. Yeah. And that's what I would say all the time. I I don't know if it was because I couldn't say Academy right, what, or if it was a what, choice, but what, uh, Police Academy. As a kid, what were some of your experiences with the Police Academy franchise? Because I think I'm going to do a lot of the heavy lifting here. So well, let's, first off, let's, let's get, get to the... Puny. Before we get to that, let's get to the uh, Wikipedia. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll read the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia of uh, the franchise. each film. The franchise. One by one. I'm just going to do the franchise. Uh-huh. Uh, and then maybe we can talk about the films after that. Sure. But so let's do. We the, will. Let's do the. I'll read the wiki of the franchise. I'll, t- I'll riff over it. Then no, you don't riff over it. You don't. I thought that's in. what we did. No, you never do. And then we'll do. Well, I do then sometimes. we'll talk about our experiences with it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go by movie, but movie, and we can discuss <laughs> that if we want. Um, Police Academy is a series of American comedy films. That's debatable. The first six of which were made in the 1980s. The series opened with Police Academy in '84. Hey, I opened in '84 too. Oh, I guess my mom did. Which stated with the premise that a new mayor had announced the policy requiring the police department to accept all willing recruits. The film followed a group of misfit recruits in their attempts to prove themselves capable of being police officers and succeeding both in spite of because in spite of and because of their eccentricities. The main character in the four films, Carrie Mahoney, played by Steven Gutenberg, was a repeat offender who was forced to join the police academy as punishment. The seventh, the seventh and to date last installment, Mission to Moscow, was released in 1994. Gutenberg, in September 2018, announced that a new Police Academy film was in the works. That's a month ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, Talk se- about- September 2018. Oh, I thought you said December. No, September. Um, but yeah, I That's mean, four so, months ago. Four months ago. That's pretty new. That's good news. Uh, Gutenberg made a movie called something like uh, P.S. Save the Cat or something. Eh, that was bad. He was really good in that episode of Party Down. He's great in Party Down. He was great in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Who keeps Steve Gutenberg on the mat? What is it? What's the line? He's great in Cocoon. What's the line of Steve Gutenberg in the Stonecutter song? Oh, who I gives Steve Gutenberg a job? We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So what do you ask me? What's your background with the uh, Police the Academy movies growing up? Um. I honestly don't know if I've seen all of them. I'm I don't sure think I've seen anybody parts, has. But I, Police Academy 4. Fucking Michael Winslow hasn't even seen Yeah, all. right? <laughs> the director didn't even see most yeah, of them. He was like, uh, Mission to Moscow. Please, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, is a movie that, it's one of those things where I have seen it more than anything. I watched it like crazy when I was a kid. Yeah. It was literally on my tape with Ernest Goes Camp. But I don't think I could right now tell you the plot. I couldn't map it out. I remember certain scenes and stuff. The scene where they are in the car and it's yummy, yummy, yum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and then the that, scene with the skateboarding. That scene created the generic horror archetype. Oh. It was the first instance of a chainsaw person. Is that real? And a hockey mask. No. Oh, the chainsaw and the hockey mask. Yeah. But Texas Chainsaw Mask had already come out. Yeah. But had a Jason film came out yet? Oh, then? yeah. So then that was the first time it was put together. Yep. Hmm, that's interesting. And then it went on to be used in, in the Christmas Simpsons. Vacation. And in The Simpsons? And the Simpsons. Hey, Bart, you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey yeah, mask? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, oh, that's interesting. right. Yeah, yeah. You're worried about this, but that's cool, right? Yeah, that's great. That's interesting. That scene scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh, the yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because it's one of the only things you remember from it. Is that, now, let me ask you, does that one, do you know the films? No. Back of your hand? No, no. Well, you can't, I mean. You can't know. You can't know Academy. any of the Police Academy movies mm-hmm. because they're basically uh, 90-minute fucking movies mm-hmm. with uh, big-ass characters 
set up in funny situations or debatably funny situations. Yeah. And then, so it's, you know, 70 minutes of bits, basically. And then a 15-minute final scene where everything comes together with, like, the main overarching story. And then they wrap it up. Yeah. Do do you... Do you know is uh, Police Academy 4 the one that ends with the balloon race? Yes. Okay. so It's good. also the one with the balloons on the cover. Oh, I don't know about that, but I never saw You don't the remember? Cover. You mm-hmm. never? I mean, if I did, I don't remember. Because I, oh. I had a VHS rent recorded off the, TV. The Police Academy movies, like their covers are pretty iconic for me because as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. You go to the store and look you know, at them? Yeah. Well, they put out a Police Academy movie every year mm-hmm. in for the For a 80s. number of years, yeah. Well, the first one was 84. 84. And then I'm pull. pretty sure uh, let me 84, 85, 86, 87, well, 88, 89 for the first six Let me see if academies. I can get the titles of them all. Okay, yeah. So, um, Police Academy 1, mm-hmm. 1984. Yep. Police Academy 2. A year later. 85. Do you know that title? No. 2. It was called Their First Assignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Police Academy 3. You're right. 1986. Police Academy 1. Was the top was the sixth highest grossing film of 1984? Damn, and 84 is a big year too. Yeah, yeah, it's right behind uh, Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom, Gremlins, uh, fucking uh, Ghostbusters, maybe Beverly Hills Cop Two, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Damn, and another one. Damn, uh, Police Academy. They all, this is crazy. No, I'm not. Go ahead. The first five Police Academy movies all opened at number one. Damn, like Police Wait, Academy, even five. Yeah, damn. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Well, they probably figured out a good weekend to release it. Yeah. But Police Academy was making that money hand over fist yeah. for Warner Brothers. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. So there's the first one, 84. Second one, 85. 86 is Police Academy 3, Back in Training. Yeah. Police Academy 4 is the one that Citizens I love. Citizens on Patrol. Citizens on Patrol. Which, Citizens on Patrol. When I figured out it spelled cop, I was like... Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, then number five was 88, which is Assignment Miami Beach. Yep. I have n- zero. I can remember watching that. Recollection of Like it. being jacked that it was a new Police Academy movie. So you can tell right now, this is seven-year-old Brandon. Yeah. Loves Police Academy. Because they're great for... They're uh, fun. They're like, yeah. They, especially for a kid of that age, prior to the... Other than the fact that the first one's like a soft quarry. To a degree. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. There is some nude, nudity, uh, sexy they stuff. They just tossed it in because they're like trying to rip off Porky's. Yeah. It's like a rip off of Porky's and Airplane, essentially. But as a kid, like three and four and five, they're mostly goofy, character, soft, PG, you know, movies. But it's all about uh, sketches and vignettes and just little tiny stories. Yeah. You know, over and over and bits. They don't even have to have a setup. Like one of them, a, a guy gets bit in the dick by a dog, and there's not even, yeah, there's no joke to it. Yeah, it's a hump. yeah, uh, yeah, goddamn. And this is interesting. So, number six, un, uh, City Under Siege, yeah, never heard of it. 89, directed by Peter Boners, who like directed tons of episodes of like Alf and stuff. He's somebody I've just known. Because I've seen the name Peter Boners. And so how much. could you forget yeah, the yeah. name Peter Boners? Boners. Boners is already funny. Boners with By a himself? Z oh at the God. end. How great is that? And then he's uh, all, you know how many times that guy's spent his life oh, knowing yeah. it's Boners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Dierte. Uh, and then that, so it, that, that run with six coming out in 89, that was the every year 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. And then there was the Mission break. To Moscow Mission to Moscow in 94. And I think that was direct. The video. I think so. I remember. And it's pretty interesting how 
some of the original cast people mm-hmm. were able to just uh I mean they weren't Mahoney and Callahan yeah. uh weren't out getting other film roles. No. You know, they were just doing the police academy the entire time. Yeah. And uh our boy Michael Winslow. Mikey. Yeah, yeah. He did it all. Yeah. He did all six movies. He did the shitty TV series. Oh yeah, I and he did the, the animated series. The animated series, I watched that. I a don't lot. even remember the TV series. From what I can tell, it was on TNT, maybe. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I didn't recognize anybody in the cast other than Michael Winslow and uh, you know the guy from SCTV, Paul Goloski uh, or Sloboski or whatever his fucking name was. I don't know uh, what his name was. But uh, I don't know most of the SCTV guys. Yeah, but uh, I missed it. Paul Maslonsky. No, that's the producer. He. All I gotta say is he's the guy that uh, like, hey shooter, uh, what do you say after this? Uh, we go get some Sizzler, my treat. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a happy. Uh, what, what a dumb thing. I so I'm on Wikipedia while we're talking about the series. Uh huh. And instead of telling me who's in it, it tells me the characters that are in it, but it doesn't tell me who played them because because fucking. Okay, it says the character is Carrie Mahoney, but he didn't play... He wasn't on the TV show, was he? Yeah. It was... But it wasn't um, Steve Gutenberg, was it? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is it's not even telling me who played him on the Wikipedia, so that's fucking stupid. Right on. Um, It does tell me one of the bad guys... Oh, okay, here we go. Ron Rubin was Carrie Mahoney. Um, His cousin or brother? Or no, yeah, you, are you looking at the animated series? I'm looking or at, or at looking the TV at the, series. Okay. The television series, it was Ron Rubin played Carrie Mahoney. Uh, he's a Canadian, uh, actor, worked on mini animation series. So maybe this is the, oh, this is the, can- oh, fuck. What are you- Man, Wikipedia said that was the live action thing. And then the, can- the link took me to the police Academy of the TV series, which was the animated series. Yeah. Cause they didn't have Mahoney. They had a Mahoney-esque character. Yeah. I was trying to get this. Here we go. Okay. What a lot of bullshit. Um, Matt Borlini played Cadet Richard Casey. That was the star who was the Mahoney character. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have a, a You know Wikipedia. what's crazy about this? Well, I mean, mm. this show I watched. Oh, Joe Flaherty. That's the, the SEC TV guy you're Is that all about. you were trying to look up the entire time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it, uh, that show mm-hmm. had a 60-minute runtime. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? That's way too long for... Yeah. Oh, that's... I mean... For the, Police Academy the, in the late 90s? The movies were almost... Were just a tad over an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Uh, now, I remember the cartoon a little bit, but I don't remember it enough. I don't remember the cartoon at I remember all. it, but I don't I remember, remember... the toys. Yeah. Because they were the crappy toys that were quickly... Breakable? No, uh, on sale. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could get one Ninja Turtle, but I could get every yeah. Police Academy yeah. toy made. Were they, do you remember, so you, I don't know what the toys looked like. Were they, I feel like they would look like the Ghostbusters toys. Were no, they skinny no. and tall? Or? Oh, this is this is interesting. Hmm. Uh, the, uh, well, they were made by Kenner. Yeah. Who made the Ghostbusters yeah, toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I mean, it'd take too much time to Google it, but I would love to show you a, a picture of the Police Academy precinct. Oh, playset because it looks like a god it's a hundred percent a remake of the firehouse that's all they did was uh remake the firehouse which i mean it's something they did all the time but yeah yeah just reuse yeah i'm there? looking i'm looking it up right now yeah it's the firehouse yeah it's, well it's kenner anyway oh yeah for sure yeah that's hilarious because uh kenner picked up some weird properties because they were all they were the original Star Wars yeah. people, 
and and the real Ghostbusters people. But after those two bubbles were gone, some of the properties they were cranking out, they were the forefront of uh, R-rated uh, toys. Yeah. So they had RoboCop. They had Swamp Thing. They had Police Academy. And then, I mean, it's not R-rated, but it's pretty damn close. They had the Beetlejuice toys, too. I fucking loved me some Swamp Thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to... Those Kenner toys were cool because they came with a little book. Yeah. Like, if you got the Ecto Cooler Cruiser, you'd get the little Kenner book. That would have all the other all the other toys. Kenner, oh, that's smart. All the other little Kenner toys. So you want to like knock them off or cut it, cut, uh, you know, check off what you want and what yeah, you yeah. Get. or you can yeah. be like, oh, I want to get mommy. Mask. I want this. Yeah, I didn't know that mask, yeah. this was the thing, but uh, yeah, I tried watching the uh, cartoon and it's. I think it's weird that you didn't know hmm. about that or that you didn't have it because we watched it. It was on in the mornings before. Maybe school. we had it and I just completely uh, yeah. immediately disregarded it because like this is. Yeah. A, Hashtag not my police academy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm curious. How many of the main characters do you like? Do you have fond memories of them all, or who did you like the most? I well, like. I loved Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was the best, and after him, it would probably be a tie between Tackleberry, yeah. and, and Hightower. Tackleberry passed away not long ago. Too. Yeah, so did yeah. Hightower. So did Hightower. You're right, Bubba Both Smith. Them. Yeah, and Bubba Smith was great. Uh, my favorite. The- I don't think it's any surprise to anybody, but was that was Bobcat? Oh because yeah, that, yeah, he was great. Because Bobcat was like my childhood hero. That's what's kind of cool is you can see they have a lot of uh, people from uh, SCTV and SNL doing yeah. all these little bits. Yeah, like the nerdy guy that Bobcat gets paired yeah, with. Yeah, who is that? I'm trying three. to find his name. I don't know. He was an SNL cast member yeah. in like the early He's 80s. He's who I think is. Oh, Tim. That's it. Tim Kazarinski. Yeah, no, yeah. wait. No, that's Sweet Chuck. Is that his name? Sweet Chuck? No, no. That's the other uh, yeah. Saturday Night Live guy. I'm trying to figure out who it is because, yeah, because that's the guy that I keep thinking of um, who was very funny. The really short dude who was like, very, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nebbishy. They have two of those very nebbishy guys. Yeah, yeah. Though in the Police Academy franchise. One of them is like the super klutz mm-hmm. who becomes a cop in the first one. And then the other one is the uh, super nerd mm-hmm. uh, guy that is uh, Bobcat's like rival mm-hmm. in part two. And then in part three, they're cops together. Yeah. Uh, I just thought Zed was hilarious because I loved, that was, I think, probably my first introduction to Bobcat Goldthway. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was the greatest Me too. thing. It was that and then Hot to Trot. I never saw Hot Trot when I was a kid. I didn't see it till like a couple years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't How see was it. it. I I liked it. I yeah. liked it, but I'm so I'm literally I don't think he could do something that would make me like he I I like every piece of art he's ever been involved with. So. Uh, I did watch uh, a lot of his highlights from two and three, and mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yeah, he's great. It's pretty funny they make him in the cartoon series because they yeah. make everybody there, but. Uh, his toy yeah. is a skateboarding guy yeah, that, that, I just looked, that pants fall down. Yeah, I, I just pulled it up on here when I was looking at the, the toys. The toys are crap. But, but they look cool. They're like a cool artistic... Uh, they look like Kenner trying to make Playmates. Yeah, I guess. I don't because see, they're I'm closer not, to like Dick Tracy molds yeah. and Ninja Turtle molds they look, than yeah. what Kenner had previously done. Yeah, that, Kenner's they don't really look big like, about doing like one gimmick. Yeah. Because a lot of the Ghostbuster toys yeah. did like... Some weird gimmick where it's like, oh, I'm a cop, and now yeah. I got a ghost in my chest, or I'm a yeah, and I'm a, toil- I'm a toilet that did a thing, you yeah. know. And they just did that with all of the police academy toys. There's a, a blog that I or a Pinterest that I pulled up when I was doing Google Earth search. 34 best police academy toys, and it's like Jesus Christ, how many did they make that you could make a top 34? They made, well, they made two series. I yeah, uh, two series for the two Jesus seasons. Christ. 
Uh, there's Sky Gliden Zed. That's fun. He has a hang glider with him. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, but I, I mean, as a kid... I was surprised. I just learned this, that in, in uh, Police Academy 4, that the girl is Sharon Stone. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought... And Kim Cattrall's in part one. Yeah, I always thought it was just always... I guess that makes sense, but no, I always they thought it was cycled always everybody Kim out yeah. because nobody wants Kim Cattrall's ready to go. Yeah, be, be awesome bigger and mannequin, big in trouble in Little China. Mannequin, too. mannequin. Well, she wasn't in mannequin. Was it between two. mannequin one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I had a huge crush on Kim Cattrall. When Who I was a kid. didn't? It's funny because I, when I was a kid, I had a huge crush on all these blonde ladies, and then as a older, older, I got I I don't have crushes on blonde ladies as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. What's going on up in my goddamn brain? Down in my goddamn cock? We don't know. Change. Um, Change. But as a kid, I fucking loved Police Academy. Uh, I can remember wanting to do a marathon for of my, all of them for my birthday. Yeah, that's cool. just had people friends over. I was like, we can rent all the Police Academies. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like I was more that way with like the Ernest movies. Yeah, where I was always like, oh, that's what put right. in Ernest always. Yeah, yeah. And Police Academy, I can see that. I don't know Police why. Academy. I don't know. I think it was just comedy ensembles because yeah, I can remember loving Police Academy. And loving Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, and those were they're two very similar, yeah, very similar, very universes. similar movies. I did love Revenge of the Nerds. The I loved the first one, and maybe four, the one that was a made-for-TV movie. Mm-hmm. I had it on tape, and I yeah. watched it a lot. But uh, the, all the, especially the Wheelhouse that I remember growing up, the Police Academy, like three, four, five, they're very childish. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So I mean, it's obvious considering they decided. Uh, when the money was starting to dwindle from their box office returns, it's like, well, we can turn it into a cartoon considering kids have been watching yeah, already. shit for a half decade. Yeah, I I always thought, I thought of this the other day, and maybe this is ridiculous, but I thought it would be very funny. So it's always sunny in Philadelphia, right? It has like an established show that it has these characters and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it'd be kind of funny to have an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia animated series? But that's like maybe the humor isn't as gross out. The humor is more gross outy, but it's not as right. like R. It's like PG. Uh-huh. But those same characters on a cartoon, and then they go do like insane things, like ghosts or monsters or big things involved. Like I feel like it's just it's perfect for that. Right. And it, and in the same way that like they're like, oh, we have Police Academy the movie. Let's make Police Academy the cartoon, and then they it gets more supernatural and weird. I feel like that could definitely happen with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Just those characters, I feel like it'd be perfect for them. Oh, 100%. Well, they're cartoon characters anyway. Exactly. And that, yeah, I think there's something very funny about that idea. I think it's uh, kind of funny uh, uh, reflecting on uh, my past with Police Academy is also uh, my past with like 80s movies with a shitload of sequels. Yeah. That as a kid, you would like know the like third or fourth movie. Uh Uh-huh. In a series, a lot better than, than you the would. first ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then eventually you'd like get around to it. Yeah, so it's almost like you're watching a prequel. Well, you know, because like you'd never, I'd never seen the original Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, but I'd seen tons of others prior to the well, time I like, first watched it. Or it was really weird watching all of the like very PG uh, police academies growing up. Yeah, and then eventually, like one day, getting to watch the original and seeing how much different it was yeah. and that it had nudity. Yeah, it And dirty-ish. then you get to like know the story behind where Mahoney and Jones met. Yeah. Even though it's not much of a story. Well, that's like that. The classic version of that is how Stacy, uh, my wife, thought when we, whenever people talked about Die Hard, she was, she always thought people were talking about Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. She didn't know there were two other movies before that. Yeah. 
until we put it in one day. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, this is and the you're movie. you're like, Merry Christmas. This is the thing you said you liked. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's interesting that. And again, then she's like, well, that makes sense. Because when people said Die Hard was a great Christmas movie, I was like, yeah. not even during Christmas. There's also a, uh, oh, by the way, speaking of that real quick, I know it's all come and gone now, but uh, our friend Chris Calgero had a great episode on oh, the show. Oh, yeah. He made this beautiful music great. video. Go look on Chris Calgero's Twitter, at Real Chris Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, scroll back uh, maybe uh, two weeks. He's got a great music video. You guys got to give it some lo- love. Uh, maybe we'll retweet it. I'll do that. Um, yeah, I, I was really, I remember watching Mission to Moscow, renting it to watch because I wanted, there's something about having ownership of something. Because yeah. I was like, that came out when I was 10 and the rest came out when I was born, basically. Yeah, this is my generation. This was mine. Yeah, and there, I do remember, like, I did that with uh, Batman and Robin. Well, I main, liked Batman and Robin and, like, argued for it a lot when uh, I was that Lieutenant age. Lieutenant Harris was in MASH. Oh, shit, yeah. Yep. Fuck, I never even put that together. And then, uh, what, this is all stuff I learned. I, I'm not like a From reading? super yeah. fan. I just crammed before this episode. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Drebin. Uh, was written. Uh, wait, L- L- Lieutenant Lassard, the old. Yeah, the old guy. Yeah, yeah. He was written with uh, Harry Morgan. That might have been the guy, but he oh. was written with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, in, in mind. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't get him. Yeah, but, uh, I could see that. Well, because mm-hmm. he's doing fucking police story. I mean, yeah, that would yeah. be so weird to have him pop up in this stuff. Um, yeah, I really liked it when I was a kid. I loved four, but I think the reasons I liked, I don't think I inherently liked. A police comedy. I think I yeah. liked the skateboarding, and I liked oh, yeah. how weird Bobcat was and stuff. There's, but like, I was never drawn to it. Like, I want to watch this. It's We're, pretty cool. Yeah. I, we didn't even mention it, but uh, the skateboarding. Yeah, Tony uh, Hawk, yeah. David Spade, and uh, it's a group. I'm trying to think of the name of the group that they were. They, the Bones Brigade. Yep. Was it the go. Bones Brigade? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like Bones Brigade right when they like right broke. When they broke. Yeah, like yeah, Stacy yeah. Peralta and uh, all those dudes, and. Uh, so it was like ahead of its time, but uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's Tony awesome. Hawk was the the stunt double for yep. uh, David, Spade. David Spade. And da- I remember I heard a story once David Spade talking about that time because that was his first. I think yeah, he, he was on was, SNL a year later. He was auditioning for he had auditioned for SNL and then went and did this movie and then thought he was just going to be a movie guy or whatever. I think he had already done. Um, uh, uh, who's the guy? The guy that gets no respect. What's his name? Dangerfield. Dangerfield. He had done Dangerfield's Comedy Hour or whatever yep. it was. You know. Uh, the new comedy, new comedy special, and uh, so he was like on the up, and then he got this movie, and I, and there's some story about how he's like excited, but he's still really young, and he doesn't have hardly any money, and he was talking to the, he spent the whole time at the beginning hanging out with Tony Hawk and all these guys, mm-hmm. and they're all like not millionaires, but like almost millionaires already because of their skate uh, deals and stuff like that, and he was just like, what am I trying to be? Uh, and I thought Hollywood was how you got rich. Yeah. These guys are skateboarders and they're all fucking rich and they're yep. all 10 years younger than me or five years younger than me. It's like, that's insane. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, a couple of cool things. I guess they thought the movie was going to bomb. Or Who? The skaters? No, no. The, uh, oh, the, the producers Panthers. of yeah. the first one. Like uh, Gutenberg's agent was like, I'm getting your ass on TV. This movie's yeah. going to ruin your career. After they came out. Yeah. And like, uh, I mean, nobody's expecting it to be the hit it was. Yeah. It made all the money. Uh, this will be interesting here. I pulled up uh, Roger Ebert's review of the oh, film. Oh, yeah. Which uh, one? The first one? Or? Yep. 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 Okay. I'll give you this. Here we go. <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a movie named Airplane, which had a clever notion. Wouldn't it be fun to satirize all of those airport movies by combining their cliches into one gloriously confused mess? Whew, doggy! In the middle of that, we had a deceptive warning pop up. 
some sort of a pop up popped up on a website and now yeah, and it's uh, winfreepizza.com. Oh, oh damn it! Well, click the button. Rain, click the button. I want free pizza. God damn. That's fine. I'm sure it was a positive review. It wasn't. It's funny. <laughs> I've read it earlier. I <laughs> proofread it. It's goddamn funny. Um, here, let me see if I. Well, I could probably pull it up on here. Let's pull it up again. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. Uh, all the cliches combining them together. Uh, typecasting the movie with walking stereotypes and going. <laughs> Your battery's at 20%. Uh, typecasting the movie with walking stereotypes and going for the corny gag in every book. They were right. It was a great idea and it made a very funny movie. It also inspired a dreary series of clones and ripoffs, including Young Doctors in Love. Never heard of it. Jekyll and Hyde, Never Together Again. Now comes without any doubt the absolute pits of the genre, the least funny movie that could possibly have been inspired by Airplane or any other movie. It's really something. It's so bad. Maybe you should pool your money and draw straws and send one of the guys off to rent it so that in the future, whenever you think you're sitting through a bad movie, he could shake his head and chuckle tolerantly and explain why and explain that you don't know <laughs> what bad is. That is the kind of movie where they'll bring a couple of characters on screen and begin to set up a joke. And then, just when you realize you can predict exactly what's going to happen, not only doesn't it happen, but nothing happens. <laughs> they just cut to some other different characters. If there's anything worse than a punchline that doesn't work, it's a movie in that that doesn't even bother to put the punchlines in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Roger, who's... Siskel fucking loved it, though. Oh, yeah. Siskel's <laughs> jacking his cock off about it the whole time. He, well, he's a huge Gutenberg fan. You know that. Was uh-huh. a Gutenberg fan. Uh, I was going to... Okay. We, <laughs> boy. What a, I didn't know Roger had the uh, kitty's got claws, you know? <laughs> right. uh, uh, had claws. Uh, I was going to ask, we were talking about box office a little bit. So the first one, mm-hmm. do you want to give a guess about how much it made? $85 million. $81 million. On a four thousand on a four million budget. Yeah, I mean four and a half million. Also, I watched uh, the good bad flicks. Uh, oh, did they already go through all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, just well, on the first one. Well, so the first one was eighty one million on a four point five budget. Second one was fifty five million, respectable on a seven point five. Especially considering it's a sequel that they spe- sped yeah. out. Within a year, where yeah. they're like, "Well, this is a hit, so let's make another." Well, that's a good turnaround. You spend seven and you get fifty-five. That's great. Now the next few, I only have my budgets, but it just keeps gradually going down. Uh, Forty-three million, twenty-eight million, nineteen million, eleven million. Then they stop in eighty-nine. They come back in ninety-four with Mission to Moscow. The budget, ten million dollars. Whoa! For Mission to Moscow, it made two, one and a half, one hundred. $26,000. Yeah. Well, the world... Hachi machi. The world was different. The yeah. world had changed. They didn't know that people Kurt Cobain, didn't want... Kurt Cobain was dead. Yeah. Jim Carrey was in the middle of the year of Jim Carrey. Yeah. God damn. Talk, talk about another big year for movies. 94 was a big one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and podcasts. 90, well, yeah, for sure. You know all about 94. Did you guys cover Mission to Moscow on that? We may have talked about it for a tenth of a second. Sure. Well, that's probably about as much time as we need to give it on this one. Uh, but I do remember being like, I want this to be mine. I want to watch. I want Mission to Moscow to rule. And I think it had a lot of this. I remember watching it and it had very you similar You know, the $10 million budget on that was just for Michael Winslow. Yeah. What was the, uh, what's the last Hot Shots movie? Part D. Part D. Yeah. There's a lot of similar jokes from Part D in Mission to Moscow. I remember that right away and being like, I'll just keep my Hot Shots movie. I don't need yeah, this. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, boy, how, how, how the Hot Mighty Shots Have Fallen. Part D 
is one of the best comedy sequels of all time. I love the uh, Bobcat has this great joke about it because every couple years, and like we already read that they've said they're working on making it again. Every which they should. Well, every few years it, it sells itself. Yeah, obviously they made fucking eight goddamn sequels a tv show and yeah. a cartoon series it sells itself and you wouldn't need to like pour a bunch well, of money into it a perfect example 21 jump street yeah that was a big hit you know um but or not even, uh, no. Bo- bobcat's got a fun joke that he says because every time they start talking about it being made again he gets they reach out to him for comment and his go-to is his go-to line is uh well i think it'd be great if they remade it and i think they should try to make it a comedy this time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and he also talks about how uh he has a he had a funny thing about how uh we've talked about bubba smith died the other yeah. fella tackleberry is that who it was mm-hmm. the other guy died and he every time somebody dies he gets a phone call and he's like that's my only saving grace is that i know when i die they'll be calling gutenberg to ask him what he thinks about it <laughs> he's like if you can make one mark on earth you know yeah uh but yeah uh but i yeah i should get bobcat to direct it honestly it would be fucking wild i think yeah That'd be great. Have him direct it. It, it could easily be done. I, I'm surprised there's not more uh, Police Academy fan films out there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh-huh. I do think it missed. I think because I wonder because I feel like it missed my generation. My Literally, I'm speaking my, not generation, but like people my exact age. Oh, I was at the tail end of it. I think you, but I'm wondering what was the epicenter and is there still is there a group of people who look as fondly at the police academy movies kids of my age that's what i'm wondering exactly is it it your exact age people yeah it's it's got to be mid to later 30s yeah because uh like i said three through five were played on hbo non-stop and they are really toned down, and none of them are violent. Yeah. If there's any violence in any that of them. That would be fun. A very dark, gritty. Yeah. Police Academy. Police Academy directed by, uh, who's that asshole that fucked up all the yeah. Batman movies? Yeah. <laughs> except for they still have Jones making sound effects. <laughs> except for it's like, it's like uh, Yeah, it's like massive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I don't think I don't we think have much I, else to talk about. I don't think I can talk any more no. about Police Academy um, ever again. Um, I mean, can Roger, I? Roger Ebert could. Oh, what he else said, does he have uh, to say, bud? In a movie this bad, one plot element is really idiotic. It involves the casting of Bubba Smith as a giant black recruit who only has to look at a guy and his knees start to tremble. This is funny. Don't they know that in comedy you need a twist? Like, why not make Bubba Smith a pathological coward who's afraid of everybody? Now, right there is one good idea more than you'll find in the entire movie. Okay, hold on. Hold on, Ebert. Are you trying to be a script doctor here or a movie critic? He wrote Valley of the Dolls. Dolls, yeah. Isn't that a bad reviewed movie? Yeah. I don't remember. I just know that he did write it. Um... That's harsh. I didn't know that he ever went that hard on some. On, uh, on you a said movie. hard on. And I'll say it again. Uh, God damn. Yeah. Uh, can can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, can we do Tailspin? Is um, that okay with you? Yeah, yeah. Or we can just replay Disney Afternoon in a rerun. No, I think I want to do... We did DuckTales. Oh, okay. I think Tailspin would be fun, and I, I, I've been meaning to go back and rewatch a bunch of it. So. Sounds great. Um, okay. So, uh, stick around for that next week. And, and if it doesn't happen, maybe we forgot. Okay. Uh, where can those listeners find you? At Reemcore. R-E-M-K-O-R-E. Dot com. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you're listening to this tomorrow, go to your fantastic show, 
Uh, House That's of Bricks right. comedy at uh, Precious Metal starts at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Great Gideon. lineup. Hannah, both friends of the show. That's right. By the way, listeners, if some of you have come in late, uh, I don't know what because I don't. I what I, my listening habits with podcasts is always different. But if you've never gone back in our catalog and listened to everything, I think it's worth it. And especially an episode that I think is very worth listening going back to. Hannah Boone, I think it's episode two or three. We she literally had a um, time capsule that she made when she was like 10, and we opened it on the air and discussed about everything in it, and it's classic. If you oh, haven't yeah. listened to that one, like, because I, I get that, sometimes you come in at episode 20, maybe you were, maybe you're a big Mike Mercadol fan, so you come in with his episode, and then you don't go back, because you're like, well, that's the past, the past is the past, the future's now, but if you haven't, I'd go back and listen to that. I'd go back and listen to all of them, actually. You know, there's a couple you can skip, uh, but I, I think you should go back and check out, definitely check out Hannah's, because that's fucking hilarious. Um... And you can follow me at Patrick Hasty. That's at P A T R I C K H A S T E, PatrickHasty.com. Uh, for upcoming shows, I got uh, some cool shit. Got a good couple months coming up. Uh, big, exciting things that I can't announce yet, but as soon as I can, oh boy. Uh, uh, I'm excited and I'm going to need a lot of your guys' support. Uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, go give us a dollar on Patreon if you can. Uh, if you're already giving us money, that's fantastic. Uh, tell a friend this week. That's something exciting. Tell a friend. Be like, hey, you know how you like uh, Zane Galea so much? Uh, why don't you go listen to him on this podcast and then see if we can build some more listeners Uh, yeah be cool never die and remember if you're not oh wow what is it oh I got it I got it I got it be (laughs) I'm just gonna leave all this in Uh, and remember if you're not an NF'er you're an MF'er so so get get the the fuck fuck out of here here. how did I fucking Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.